want lunch? I don't like sound. And what they want is results. That's what we're going to give them. We're going to give them the results. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Watch Bad Films, the podcast where we watch bad films ostensibly, so you don't have to, but, you know, your mileage may vary. I'm Gary, and with me is Jay. Hello. Hello, and if you want to join in the conversation with us, we're over there on the Twitters at We Watch Bad Films, and you'll also find us on Instagram at We Watch Bad Films. Um, plenty of fun. See all the episodes on your favourite podcast player. If you're enjoying this, please drop us a review. It helps us out a lot. Jay, what have you been watching lately? Um, I've been watching a few things recently. I've been watching a, a series on Disney Plus called Trust. Have you heard of it, Gary? Trust? No, I don't think I have. Well, um, I think a while ago we spoke about Ridley Scott, and he did a film called All the Money in the World, which was about the Gettys. Do you remember yes, us talking about that? I remember this one, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Trust is the series equivalent of that story in um, All the Money in the World, which was John Paul Getty, the billionaire American businessman, and the kidnapping of his grandson, which happened in the 70s. I think it was, uh, it's produced, and I think at least one or two of the episodes is directed by um, the director of Train Spotting and, uh, and his writer, uh, Beaufoy, I can't quite pronounce his, his name, his surname. Anyway, it's those two, Danny Boyle and his writer, and they're running the show, and it, it's very good. I recommend it. Have you seen um, All the Money in the, in the World? I haven't seen All the Money in the World. I've seen something where they didn't spend all the money in the world. Um, I took a cinema trip to see Studio 666 with friend of the podcast, Nick, uh, who took us through um, Can of Worms. Uh, a year ago yeah. so studio 666 is the foo fighters the film oh thing. god i just i just remembered what that was yes uh yeah. yeah i mean the stu- i mean the the title is the title you know it it's not good it is not good it's clearly made with a lot of love and fun and attention i'm sure they had a wonderful time filming it um i wish that translated onto the screen <laughs> i saw um i suggested to nick we go and watch it as the credits rolled i leaned over to him and said i'm so sorry <laughs> and he said when are you going to get jay to watch this film so you can do a podcast about it. um yeah it, mm, so the foo fighters decide to uh go to live in this mansion to record their 10th album because they need a special sound um wouldn't you know it um spooky larks abound within this house uh, Dave Grohl becomes a murdering man monster and slaughters the rest of the foos. Uh, yeah. Um, that, it kind of reminds me of, of um, Rock and Roll Nightmare, where they a band travels to a house to record and then shenanigans happen. On more than one occasion, I thought, huh, this is Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh, God. Which is not a good thing. It can never <laughs> be a good thing. Not a good comparison. I will say Rock and Roll Nightmare had a better end sequence. Rock and Roll Nightmare ends with um, uh, Thor, bless him, the lead singer, turning into a huge He-Man figure wrestling with a puppet and he sub- okay. subjugates him. And that's a lot of fun that, you know, the movie's almost worth it, I think, is what we quoted in our review. And then you have this 
finale, which is, just comes out of left field and is so ostentatious as yes. to be. I, I distinctly, I mean, I lost it, but I always lose it. But I distinctly remember hearing you <laughs> laughing your ass off. I mean, it was literally out of nowhere. It was completely and utterly nuts. So I suppose I would recommend it just for that. Swing. Meanwhile, the ending for Studio 666 comes out of nowhere when they find a MacGuffin that helps stop it. You know, there was no setup for it. It's just, oh, look, here's how we, here's how we uh, end, effectively kill the monster in the film. Uh, yeah, it's such a shame because everybody, he said, everybody loves Dave Grohl. Um, you know, everybody, what a nice guy he is. You know, whether you like his music or not, I'm a fan, but you know, you don't have to be. He just seems like the nicest guy, really supportive of young talent, really having a good time. Um, a funny guy as well. Uh, I recall you met him once when we went to a Tenacious D gig, Jay. Oh my god, did that actually happen? Wow, I've forgotten about that. I'd remembered, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say you swap phone numbers or anything, but you know, hey, you know. <laughs> he was definitely there, wasn't he? Yes. Wow, you dredged that up out of the past. Um, yeah, he's yeah. I like him. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I think he's sort of waned a little bit creatively for me. But um, you know, he's 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 a good presence in the world of music. Yeah, exactly. He's a force for good, even if you know, as as many musicians do they sort of run out of stuff to sing about and create riffs out of ironically that forms the backbone of the film is he's trying to write a killer riff um and he ends up coming with a riff in oh i might get this wrong the chord of l or m something like that <laughs> yeah. okay um, is it anything like a tenacious d uh, sort of um film is it anything like that has it got that sort of vibe to it um it's not quite stoner enough to be a tenacious d i was actually a little bit sad not to get a jb or kg uh, cameo in it unless there was and i didn't see it but as far as i know all of the foo fighters are in it as the main cast yeah. other than taylor hawkins i've never seen the, uh, the others who are in the foo fighters bless them particularly one guy who looks like he works at a mcdonald's um who i've never seen before Pat Pat Smear, the guitarist who came back a few years ago, he was in That's Nirvana it. for Pat about Smear. ten years. Yes. Yeah, he was in Nirvana, so um, he's probably a better known one. But um, there's a keyboard player. I've got no idea who the keyboard player is. This sounds is like a, a terrible player. idea for a film, by the way. This sounds like a terrible idea. No, we don't need acting lessons. No, we'll just play ourselves. This sounds awful. Well, speaking of playing themselves, there's a couple of cameos that nearly make it worth it there's a cameo by john carpenter who through a friend of a friend wrote the theme tune for the film and then appears in it as a, a sort of lighting roadie for a very brief scene um looks really out of place because you know john carpenter looks how he looks amongst all these california people um uh, uh, yeah sort of like um, a cowboy ghost like the ghost of a hobbit <laughs> yeah. And then another cameo you you possibly haven't picked up on is from Lionel Richie. What? <laughs> I, I, obviously, I'm wandering into a spoiler territory here, but it's not at the end of the film. It's halfway through. Dave Grohl has a dream sequence where he... Ooh, does he come up with the, the song Hello? I can't even remember. He comes up with the song Hello. That's going to get us demonetized. Um, and Lionel Richie appears and says, that's my fucking song. Leave it alone. <laughs> 
this sounds like a dream, actually, Gary. It sounds <laughs> like a dream you've had, let alone what Dave Grohl's having. I, I, I wanted to enjoy it so much more. If it lost half an hour out of the middle <laughs> and had a couple more, hmm, shall we say, talented actors instead of the band, it, maybe it would have gone somewhere. But you're never quite sure where it's going. Well, you, obviously, you know where it's going, but it's not quite clear who you're following or what, or exactly what's going on. So I wanted to like it so much more, but I did not. Hard pass, I'm afraid. <laughs> What can we watch this week? Well, Gary, I think we we need to dig up some sludge and watch some terrible, terrible films. And I've got my list. And at the top of my list right now in front of me is a film called Robo War. What, with Craig Charles narrating a bunch of droids? <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be an 80s action schlock fest, I'm afraid, Gary. That sounds OK. What could go yeah. wrong? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, I tell you what, let's go and watch that. You guys listen to the trailer for a couple of minutes or whatever it lasts, and we'll see you on the other side. Here we have Corporal Neil Corey, top marksman rating. Private Larry Garino, Alfred Bray, dubbed Papa Duck. Sonny Peel, martial arts expert. His friends call him Blood. Quang, forward scout and point taker. And this is our coordinator. Major Murphy Black. Enemy sighted, moving target, receive, on target, on target, on target, fire, fire. I say let's get ready for a clean we're going to start settling some accounts here. Major, this belonged to Lieutenant Woodring. Remember him? Yes. 
So that was the trailer for Robo War, uh, a 1988 film uh, directed by Bruno Mattai. No, 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 no. Directed by Vincent Dawn. Who's Vincent Dawn, Jay? Oh, I've never heard of him. Never heard of him. It sounds uh, sounds like a cool uh, American director that I've not heard of. No, but actually, it's a nom de plume for someone who's already featured on this podcast. That would be the name of Bruno Mattai. What else has Bruno Mattai done that we've watched? Whoa. Um, one of those. Is it a terrible shark film? Hmm, that doesn't narrow it down. But yes, it was Cruel Jaws um, from a couple of years ago. We watched Cruel Jaws, which was a, a Jaws ripoff, if the name didn't give it away, using actual footage from Jaws. Bear, bear in mind. <laughs> and, oh, uh, using, and music as well. And using Star Wars music, <laughs> bizarrely. You know, so close to being John Williams' score. It's amazing. Although they picked the wrong film. I don't quite know what the in- intention was behind that. And as far as I know, Bruno Mattai has a habit for these like let's just remake a western film um the way i want to uh this is a thing of his i quite sort of want to see his terminator 2 um <laughs> is it just called terminator 2 <laughs> no it's called shocking dark terminator two and a half yes so so what happens in robo war well a team of special force ops led by a tough but fair soldier are ordered to assist Someone on a rescue mission for potential survivors of a helicopter downed over a remote South America. Wait a minute. I'm reading the Precy for Predator. Hang on. Because this is basically Predator. Predator from 1987. They thought that was good. Let's press Control C on the keyboard, Control V <laughs> on the keyboard. And there we go. Change the name. We've got Robo War. <sighs> My God. So, yeah, if you know the plot of Predator, you've got the plot of Robo War because. They literally send some guys into the jungle to do a rescue. Uh, I'm going to say a baddie makes things difficult for them. Almost all of them die uh, until the end. How well do you know Predator, Jay? I think I know. I've seen it quite a lot of times. I know it pretty well. The the basic thrust of the film and some iconic scenes. Why is that? Uh, well, I I think I know it really well. I know I've seen it a lot and. It is really, really close to Predator. And I mean, a silly amount close to Predator. It's got things like the, the the way that they all get some banter together in the helicopter is very reminiscent of the Predator scene, even down to the same homophobic language, but without even a joke attached. Not that that makes it better. Um, <laughs> the way that they tear up the jungle with machine gun fire for 30 seconds. There's whole lines such as one of the guys says i've got a painless cure here for you well bill duke's character in predator his gun is called painless and he keeps talking about old painless they've got a guy who isn't the same race as all the rest who is a bit spiritual and at the end takes off his top and cuts himself with a knife to face down the baddie um the ending is beat for beat the ending including the jump off in uh, off of a waterfall even the credit sequence the end credit sequence where it shows the name of the actor and a little film overlay of them doing their thing um it's unbelievable how close this is to predator not even like uh, oh this is a this is a mistake No, no 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 it's not even inspired it's like let's just make the same film but without any of the star power 
it looks like it was filmed in exactly the same location. I, I can almost imagine sort of the two film crews sort of passing each other. Oh, they're making Predator 3 over there. They're making the Italian Predator over there. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, the, what you do miss out, though, is Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, a scene where he smears himself in mud and goes, uh, and then he looks at the Predator's face and says, you ugly motherfucker. Yeah, that you, that's what you're missing. But everything else is exactly the same. Yeah, it, it, I, I couldn't quite believe just how close it was. But there is one thing that isn't close to it at all. And that's the bad guy himself, Robo <laughs> War. That's not his name. His name is <laughs> Mr. Robot War. Project Alpha, <laughs> is that his name? I can't remember. But he's essentially the um, some unkillable war machine they've let loose in the jungle by mistake created the problem themselves and there's like some backstory where it's like the man has created this and they have to go in and fix the problem that they created themselves a bit like robocop and a little bit like alien where the company wants to control the alien and they don't want to kill it a little bit like daft punk as well because it's clearly a bloke in a motorbike helmet <laughs> Yes, I'm so glad you said that. It's like a cross between Daft Punk and The Undertaker. Oh, I think you're giving them a lot of credit there. It's just let loose with some black spray paint. Some superbly 80s uh, video effects on the screen, which show him sort of zooming in and turning everything into mush. Um, and Sepia yes. digital mush. Sepia digital mush, my favourite of all Dulux's paint colours. Um <laughs> But equally, there's there's the language he uses. Oh, oh, robot war, whatever his name is, um, sounds a bit like Twicky, Twicky from Buck Rogers. What about Buck? <laughs> it's exa exa exactly like that. Here's a clip. Listen to this now. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just insane. I mean, and you hear that a lot. Good luck getting any dialogue out of it. Um, I was watching a version that had closed captions and it just came up with some random stuff, I'll tell you, to try and translate <laughs> that into text. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to know what he's saying because there sounds like there's words in it. Repeat, well, I think, isn't there? Yeah, he keeps saying, he keeps saying like, uh, fire, fire, on target, on target. Uh... Uh, it keeps saying these three or four words over and over again, but really fast and really nonsensically. But what I don't understand is if you're going to create an, an assassin robot, why would you have this Tourette's syndrome issue where he's stomping around with this loud going on, where they can all hear him, basically? <laughs> this nonsensical, mm. oh, here he comes, we can hear him. Here comes old robot war. Where are they? Where are they? Untied. Yeah, and he stomps scary. around in black, just stomps around the jungle, stomp, 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 stomp. So, you know, that's not the most subtle way that you go around the jungle. That's why Predator worked so well. Obviously, he was a beast and he could make himself invisible. Spoilers. Yeah, but also, um, the, the Predator's vision um, was he was heat-seeking. That yes. was, it's a different kind of vision. Whereas Mr. Robot War is just a sepia digital mush and it's, much worse than human vision. <laughs> Why would you create a, a robot assassin who can't see as well as you? <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't think you can find a more 
80s soundtrack, right? We've had a lot of 80s soundtrack this season, and this is right up there. You know, some of that wailing type shredding. It's just so 80s. It's like an alternate Bret Hart theme. Yeah, it's very Jim Johnston, WWF, circa 88, 89. But also really inappropriate. There's loads of shots of them stalking around the jungle where it should be tense. And then there's this like jaunty 80s synth pop music playing. Or some wailing guitar with some nonsensical vocals that you can barely hear. I mean, you've said them stalking around the jungle. I hope you like footage of men just walking around the jungle because you get a lot of that for your bunk. Oh my God, just them wandering about, wandering about, uh, not getting anywhere. And that is when the fast forward button was invented. <laughs> or when you can change playback speed to like, oh, eight times. I want to talk about what the the name of the group is. And um, one of the better think, parts of the film. I think this was a, a treatment from Quentin Tarantino. I think he must have slipped this one through. So let me um let me play you in a clip now of exactly how they're introduced. You should know what the group is called. Bam. Bam. Big ass motherfuckers. Yes, that's right. What are they called? They're called Bam. Which Big ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Big ass motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but they got big asses. So they are a crack squad of military assassins and their name, the official name of their squad is Big Ass Motherfuckers because they've got big asses. <laughs> they've all got big bums. <laughs> and they cannot lie. Oh, oh, I didn't understand some of their names. I thought uh, one of them was called Titty. Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> one of them looked like Will Paris. I don't know what was going on. I, I remember one is called uh, Papa Doc. Papa Doc, Papa Doc. Um, A bit like Biddy Biddy Biddy. Yeah. One is called Blood, which, you know, that now is that, doesn't it? <clears throat> one's called Saliva. Yeah. Uh, the female lead, uh, she's called Virgin. Hmm. <laughs> is she really? Yeah. atrocious she did get one soft focus shot did you notice that yeah i did see that it's like just of the time um i don't don't understand her storyline she's there she's like something to do with a a united nations hospital we first see her running down a road being chased by a group of stereotypes on in a in a jeep and then um a couple of her friends get killed we go back to the village where she's from and there's a group, there's a room of sleeping children and she starts screaming. I didn't really understand what was going on. 
Well, <clears throat> you know that the only reason she's in it is because they have a woman in the film towards the end of Predator, or in the second half of Predator, after they rescue her from a village. That's the only reason. Must, must have woman, must be the same as Predator. I think Robo-War himself actually wrote the film. Must look and feel exactly the same as Predator, must have woman, must have jungle, that sort of thing. I, I will say, looking at the artwork for it for Robo-War, it's really good. I'd play that game. Oh, so many of these really atrocious films have excellent artwork. Yeah, it's such a shame that someone's put the effort in there. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you're looking for that. I mean, if we're going to the sort of mid to late 80s and you, you've got that on the shelf, you go, ooh, that looks cool. Robots, guns. Yeah, you know, if you'd made a good film to begin with, you wouldn't need to rely solely on the cover of your VHS box. But it seems like he does this again and again. So this must be the formula that absolutely works for him. For Bless him, old Bruno. Have you got any choice quotes, Jay? Well, one of the first uh, lines spoken in the film is, what the hell is going on? And that echoed my thoughts when I first started, <laughs> because it was it's a cold open on a couple of characters in a helicopter, which, by the way... The helicopter looks pretty good. The locations look pretty good, but I didn't understand what was going on or who they were. They kept shouting, oh. and then they get blown up. Um, Let's talk about a helicopter for a minute, because, you know, uh, what what is the line that Predator, Predator has gifted the world? Said get by to everyone, the chopper! Get to the chopper! And, and people don't even know where it's from, but it's from Predator. Um, <clears throat> I noticed that even though they had a helicopter, they choose to have the... End, the escape vehicle at the end of this a boat that is about 100 metres offshore uh, <laughs> get to the yata um, sorry about that um, my guess good, is Gary, just well the, done. it's not good it's not good wipe that wipe that my guess is it was just a passing boat and they just said oh quickly let's film that because in the next shot it's like another 100 metres further away so <laughs> the local I guess ferry. it was just a passing, passing boat and they just went oh let's quickly uh, rope that into the scene it was the local ferry to the local town. Um, they just <laughs> thought they they clamber on in their camo gear and film a scene there. Uh, one of the characters says, "Move along, Doc. You walk like a ruptured duck, huh?" Ugh. Um, I, whatever a ruptured duck is, I'm not sure if anyone's come across one of those before. Um, and also, the uh, did you notice the jungle sound effects, which were the same sound effects on repeat over and over again? Uh, the same chimpanzees, <laughs> the same kookaburras, <laughs> and sometimes they'd overlaid a couple of different um, jungle sound effect library uh, <laughs> tracks on top of each other, and it was a cacophony. <laughs> it was like it was like walking through about ten different zoos all at the same time. <laughs> the classic chimpanzee kookaburra jungle. <laughs> I probably expected Tarzan to do his call. Oh! Um, and what about the scene where, where the guy kicks the <laughs> kicks the eagle? Did you see <laughs> see that bit, Gary? I must have dozed off, or it didn't show Did up when I was fast-forwarding it by nineteen times. There are the, they've come across a load of plastic skeletons covered in uh, what looked like um, baked beans, steaming baked beans. Yes. I will and say those skeletons looked quite good. Someone had spent yeah, their time building those quite nicely. Some of like the severed limbs and stuff like that looked pretty good. Um, but one of the um, 
one of the troop, for some reason, he spies a uh, an eagle sitting on one of these skeletons. It cuts to the group talking to each other. It cuts back to this guy. He walks up to the eagle and he kicks it <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. And then it just goes back to the rest of the film. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I did not, as I did not see. <laughs> I did not remember it. I've got something else that I don't know if you noticed, Gary, but the first guy to die, spoilers, uh, is the no. is the black guy called. I thought he was called Blood, but I'm obviously wrong. I thought he's. Anyway, there is something called blood in it. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But he dies first. He first of all he gets uh, he he gets trapped in a what is meant to be a man trap, but actually looks like two bits of balsa wood with drawing pins on uh, which traps his foot. But uh, eventually, the the robot kills this guy, and then about half an hour later, it cuts to a scene of the tr of the troop marching through the jungle. <laughs> And the dead black guy's walking with them. <laughs> He's walking with them. So the editor needs needs a bit of a break, I think. The editor well, wasn't doing well. <laughs> I can't say it ruined my enjoyment of the film, because I wasn't enjoying it at all. The whole time I was just thinking, I wish I was watching Predator. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't really understand what the point of making this film was. Um... Uh, I did enjoy I think, the I think you know what the answer to that is. The answer oh, is it, it's an easy way to make money. <laughs> yeah, and also, what, 30 or 40 years later, we're watching his film and just yeah. dissecting it. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, there's a legacy there. Uh, I bet he didn't know that that was going to happen. No. Um, I did enjoy the theme tune, uh, the, the one with the lyrics, which I thought the, the chorus was going, Hot Trust. I don't know if you noticed that one again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a clip. Let's play a clip now. Oh yeah, hot trust. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Liz Truss, the, uh, the <laughs> British foreign foreign secretary? Liz Truss. Yes, I think that was almost certainly their intention. <laughs> Um, what else can we say about this absolute steaming pile of poo, Gary? Well, Jay, you big-ass motherfucker, um, can you recommend RoboWar? Well, I'm glad you noticed. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. It's a load of old rubbish. I mean, it's mildly entertaining. It's not offensive. It's actually not terribly made. The, uh, the effects are okay. The acting is... The, the main guy, Murphy, is actually the worst actor. The, everyone else is okay. There's a few dubbed actors. The location's pretty good, but it's just not wacky or not enough or funny enough. It's uh, So I would say no. No, it, it, it is awful. Um, but you mentioned the lead actor there, Reb Brown. Um, we're not going to have to go far before we bump into him again because he's got a whole bunch of schlock on his CV. Yeah, he looked familiar. I almost um, feel like we've watched something of his before. Well, that's because we have. You fell into my little trap. He's in Howling 2. Oh, of course he is. He's terrible in that. Wow. <laughs> he's in wow, lots he's of bad stuff. He's called Howling Reb Brown. Reb, R-E-B. <laughs> Red Brown, Red Brown, yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah, he's bad in this, but my word, he's terrible in the Howling too. Okay, yeah, so he's probably going to turn up somewhere. 
There we go. Well, that's all from us this week. I hope you enjoyed us because we certainly didn't enjoy watching that. Thanks very much, Jay. Thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. This is not being a very good mentor. Allie, you ate my burger. It's over. It's finally over.